we present another episode of your own serial, Castlewick Light. The battle for the art studio continues, made more complicated for Clive and Dorothy by the fact that the owner has just been arrested for murder. The Major and Eleanor have Ruth staying with them, accompanied by their two grandchildren, James and Emily. Whilst Billy has been away for a week at the rehabilitation centre at Sternbridge. And he's too bad this evening sometimes. Actually, Marge, I think it's amazing how well he's adapted since the accident. One thing's for sure, Marge, your Billy's an example to all of us. Makes our own troubles seem insignificant. That's kind of you to say, Jeremy. Though I must admit, I don't think I did much to help him in the early days. Oh, go on with you. You were a wonderful help. Too wonderful. Overprotective, is what the social worker oh, said. Oh, come on, Marge. That's only natural. Both, so, Alice. Billy still pulls a good pint, I can tell you. Well, he always said he could pull pints with his eyes closed. Oh, oh no. dear, I, I didn't oh, mean Oh, no, no, don't fret, Marge. You've got to be strong and encourage Billy. Like Beth's helping Jeremy face redundancy. Well, I don't know about that. Puts us younger ones to shame watching people like you and Marge putting Tom and Billy back on their feet again. It's no better roses, I can tell you. Well, you can say that again. I only wish my Tom was as positive as your Billy. All he does is mope around, feeling sorry for himself and blaming himself for what happened. You know, Alice, the best thing Tom could do would be to get out to sea again. You try telling him that. I have again and again. Personally, I just thought that he'd have had enough of the sea. Nobody knows these waters like Tom. That's right. If you like, Alice, I'll have a word with him. I wouldn't mind another fishing trip. Being calmer weather, of course. Oh, would you, Jeremy? Well, that'd be wonderful. Might bring him back to his senses if he, you were eager to go back out again. And the Major's been on at me about the grandchildren. They've been looking forward to a spin round Castlewick like Quite enough. frankly, I wouldn't allow any of my grandchildren to be taken out to sea by an old mariner oh, who's lost what? his nerve and judgment. Oh, you can't oh, mean dear. that. I was hoping to catch both of you, Beth. We need to sort out our plan of action. Well, Jeremy's already gone to the light, as usual. Oh, that's convenient. Hands off, Clive. Not now. Mm, not never again, neither. <laughs> I didn't say that. Just the wrong moment. And your grammar does Dorothy Peggs' school no credit. Well, maybe because I didn't go there. Privately educated me. I guessed as much. Hmm, probably why Dorothy disapproves of me so much. Look, let's go across and have a plan as with Jeremy. A, a business lunch. Is the Major joining us? I think not, Beth. Look, I'm, I'm not sure that the Major is 100% reliable. Really? What makes you say that, Clive? Well, it's all a bit of a mystery. Uh, I've been trying to work out how that Peg's woman always seems to be one step ahead of us. You mean the Major was giving her confidential information about the sale? Well, it could be. But why? He's supposed to be in this with us. I know. That makes it all so odd. But I do know he's been crawling round her ever since there was a chance of his becoming a school governor. Well, that's awful. Governors are there to protect the school and the parents, not do what the headmistress tells them. Well, don't ask me. It's a complete enigma. Anyway, she didn't know what Bloomfield was up to. Well, no, none of us did, did we? Committing all those murders in Sternbridge. A real nutter. I suppose he appeared completely normal to you. I never met him, Beth. I always dealt with his secretary. I just assumed he was out to make a quick profit. Nobody else would choose now to sell a place like that. Now, I don't suppose Bloomfield ever set foot in Castlewick. Just as well, if you ask me. Oh, Ruth, dear. It doesn't seem five minutes since you arrived. Oh, don't be silly, Mummy. We've been here for two weeks. Can't
Aunt Emily and James stay a little longer. I feel I'm just getting to know them. Oh, sorry, Mummy. I've promised Brian's family we'd drop in on the way back. Again? You're always seeing them. Well, they only live a couple of miles away. Yes, but you never oh, let them... Oh, come on, you two. If Ruth's got to go, then she's got to go. Us retired folks sometimes forget how busy young families are these days. I really would like to stay, but... Oh, don't worry, Ruth. Your mother does understand. Well, at least have some lunch before the journey. Well, I... the motorway might... I've got some of those farmhouse sausages the children love. Oh, go on, Ruth. One hour won't make any difference. Oh, all right, then. But we must be on our way by... Billy, the vicar. Oh, hello, Geoffrey. I've only just got back yesterday myself. Really? So exciting. He's been spending the last week at the rehabilitation centre at Mendelsham. Done him the world of good, hasn't he, love? You can say that again. A new man, I feel. Tackle anything. Well, you mustn't rush your fences, you know. I was just telling Marge here. Went out twice for a walk, completely on my own. Amazing what this here white cane does for you. I can match it wand it is. And he's come back with some useful gadgets too. Show him your clock, Billy. But you can't see the hands. What do you do? Open the glass and feel them? No. And there's a watch I'm getting as does that, but this era contrivance does it different. Listen. It's 10.40 p.m. That's marvellous. I'm going to play with that as well. I'm putting it in the bar, Marge. Peter, they don't have one which calls time, gentlemen, please. Well, you want to take it stage by stage. That's partly the reason why I called. Oh, yes. I was wondering if you'd like us to pray together to ask for God's help in the weeks to oh, come. Oh, Vicar, I'm not at all No, thanks, Geoffrey. Never been much of a one for asking for outside help. Like to square up to problems on my own. Well, at least come along to morning service. A chance of letting God's mercy wash over you would do you good. Huh. We could have all done with a bit of that when Billy was out there trying to rescue his friends. Oh, well, he moves in a mysterious way. A damn sight too mysterious for me, I'm afraid. He probably sent you the subversity to test you. Look, Vicar, I know you mean well, but frankly, I've come home from the rehab centre feeling pretty optimistic. And all this talk of mercy and testing is upsetting Marge. But coming to church will give you the chance to mix with people and face the world. My world is downstairs. Got all the people I want to mix with there. And if you don't mind me saying so, we've been open 20 minutes and I want to fill the ice buckets. All right, Billy, I understand. But remember, God is always there whenever you want to call him. God bless you. I can see myself out. Bit blunt, isn't he? No, that's not the word. Thick skin, that's more like it. Not much encouragement to me. No, give me people like Mrs. Rayburn and old Jimmy Irwin, the mobility officer. Oh, he'll be coming here next week. Oh, love. The mobility officer, just to see how I'm getting on. Fine. Well, I'll just be filling the ice bucket. Wrong. You've been on duty for a week. Today, it's going to be my show. Billy, not all at once. One thing at a time. Billy! What's all this, Jeremy? Drinking on your own? Just forcing down a drop of place. I'm never can't resist the call. Another feeling. Anyway, Clyde, how about that plough? How about another pint of blades? Come on, you two. I'll get these. Look, we can go over there. We need a quiet corner. After my wife again, Clive. Jeremy, just because you've had a pint, oh, that's no excuse for immature comments. Sorry, Beth. 
Clive wants to discuss business. Two pints of blades, uh, a white wine and three plappers, please, Marge. Right you are, Clive. Billy, you do the beer and I'll do the rest. Right, love. Oh, hello, Billy. Nice to see you again. Can you manage? Of course I can. Always stop talking. I've got to listen. Always talking, never listening is our Clive. Perhaps that's why he does business with psychopaths. Jeremy, you're making a fool of yourself. I'm not at all sure you want to drink anymore. One white wine. Two pints of blades. And three plowlands coming up. Quality. That's what too much muesli and nut roast does to a man. Makes him want to murder a steak and chips. Jeremy, stop it. All right, all right, no need to push. That'll be £9.70, please, Clive. I'll bring the ploughman's over. Cheers. Clive's coming. Now behave. Okay, okay. Just having a bit of fun. Here we are. Your wine, Beth. And a pint of blades. I think Jeremy's had enough already. I'm all right. I see Billy's back on duty again. Yeah, he's doing remarkably well, too. Don't know how he manages it. Anyway, what's the news, Clive? Well, it looks as though the sale of the art studio is going ahead. Great. We still want to buy it? Of course, Jeremy. It's a marvellous opportunity. And with all this business, I reckon we can get it for a knockdown price. Well, I don't suppose Bloomfield will be too concerned about money for a good while. Yeah, quite. So what about Dorothy Peggs? Oh, I still can't work out where she's getting her advance information. But if we move quickly uh, and we can get the contracts exchanged, we can probably do it before she has a chance to interfere. Excellent. I hope you're right. That was a lovely lunch, Mummy. What do you say, children? Thank you, Grandma. Ah, that should keep you going for the journey. Are you sure you wouldn't like any more trifle, children? Oh, they've had enough, Mummy, really. Now you two, upstairs, hands and faces, and then we must be off. Yes, Mummy? Oh, now, I wonder who that is. Dorothy said she wanted to call round. Yes, but that was at four o'clock. Sorry, I'll get me to interrupt your lunch. We just finished. My daughter, Ruth. Ruth, this is Tom Palmer. Oh, How do you do? You? Now, what can we do for you, Tom? Well, I've been thinking. Yes? About that boat trip I promised your grandchildren. I like to take them. Weather's just right. Oh, yes. Well, actually, we were just about to leave. It's very kind oh, of well, you. Well, not to worry if it's inconvenient. Perhaps not. Next time. Please, Mummy, please. Have you washed your face and hands properly? Oh, go on, Ruth. Let them go. They'll have a marvellous time. George can drive the children home in a couple of days, if you have to go now.